You are now listening to the Bully Pulpit Podcast, bringing you the hot sauce since 2018, Neil Funk. Now, here's your hosts. the starting lineup for your Bully Pulpit Podcast. Stop it, that's irritating. Uh, it's, I'm not going to do it. It's me, uh, and, and me, and me, and him. We're doing the podcast, uh, the Bulls, what, what, what's the Bulls look, the Bulls looked like a basketball team this week. I mean, to an extent, right? Yeah, I didn't see the game. We, we played some of the night. middle of the pack in the, uh, Eastern Conference this week. We played the Bull, or the Nets, um, the Heat, and the Charlotte Hornets. And they won a game. They did. They won against the Miami Heat. Um, they did play the Nets. It looked like a... I mean, it was a pretty good basketball game all throughout. Um, Laurie Markkinen was just kind of on a tear for a little bit where he was getting like um, 15, 19, 14 rebounds. Um, that ended yesterday. Um, yesterday being the game against the Charlotte Hornets. Um, it is Super Bowl Sunday right now. So and I'm doing super this. hungover. Yeah, didn't you get kicked out of like a pool for creeping on little kids yesterday? No, they they called the cops on us though. Our family, uh, we had a death in the family, and we celebrated uh, the way that we always do by just throwing a giant party. And uh, the people at the Best Western were not very happy with us. They kicked us out. They they had to call the cops. Damn. So. Um, yeah. So in that game, um, we faced D'Angelo Russell, who. Got the nod over um, Zach Levine to replace some dick who's injured. Does that somebody are, got are voted we, for the All Star game are and we got pretend to care about that? No, like, oh, this but, is an outrage. What do you What do you think? You think uh, D'Angelo Russell deserved it? Yeah, give D'Angelo too. Russell some credit. I mean, the Nets, like, they were dead to rights for you know so many years after that terrible trade. Giving away all their draft picks to the uh, to the Boston Celtics, and they're they're kind of shit's finally coming to an end too. They're, they're finally going to start getting draft picks. They're here. a little bit. They're a feisty team. Um, they're, you know, they have Jeremy Lin who's playing really well off the bench. Uh, they have no, Spen- they don't. They don't. The Atlanta Hawks have Jeremy. Lin. Oh yeah, shit. Um, they have Spencer Spencer Dinwiddie who uh, who's now hurt, so uh, that that sucks. I forgot. I thought he was on the Nets for some reason. He was, but now um, he's not. Um, they have Shabazz Napier, who put up 24 off the bench to the Bulls. So that's their backup uh, point guard right now, um, especially now that Spencer, okay. Spencer Dinwiddie is out. Um, they just had kind of an all-around good game. Uh, from D'Angelo Russell, 30-7. and seven. Um, Joe Harris had 17. Um, like I said, Napier had 24 off the bench, and so did uh, or Rondé Hollis-Jefferson had, uh, had 18. So that game for the Bulls, Zach Levine put up 26 points, uh, four rebounds, five assists. Larry Markkinen had an 18 and 19 game. Um, he's just been chopping up the boards lately, and I love to see it too. Um, just especially, you know, with the possibility that we can get Zion Williamson, we have Larry Markkinen, Zion Williamson, and Wendell Carter Jr. Um, in that lineup. I mean, it's still wishful thinking. Um, if we get into the top three, it's a 14% chance it happens. 86% chance it doesn't happen. Um, but who, what team is going to out-rebound us? If we have Zach Levine, Wendell Carter Jr., and uh, Zion Williamson in our 3, 4, and 5 spot. Yeah. And you get, I mean, 
I think anyone can get a lot of defensive rebounds. I think the difference makers are the people that get the offensive rebounds, which for the Bulls is Bobby Portis. He's mm-hmm. the highest uh, percentage of offensive rebounds. Um, I'm not really sure what Zion, what type of rebounder Zion is, if he gets. He gets all of the above. He's just a hustler down there in the paint. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, overall, Jabari Parker had 22 off the bench, but then sat the next two games because he had a death in the family partying at the Best Western. Yeah, he was there. It was crazy. Had a good time. Uh, How did he look? I mean, if you probably saw him with his shirt off, did he still look chunky? He was, uh, He was. yeah, there's, there's a little bit of flab there. There's a little okay. bit of fat on the steak. But, uh, yeah, so then the Bulls... They go down to Miami and they win. Not only do they win, but they win by kind of a lot. They won 105 to 89. Yeah, we did not see um, Dwayne Wade. Dwayne? That's how it's spelled. It's like D W Y A N E. We did not see Dwayne Wade. He was uh, did not dress for that game. Uh, kind of gave you a sense of like just where the where the Heat are at. I mean, they have a decent record. Uh, they and, have an awful contract situation. And, yeah, they're just really tied up with a lot of bad money. They have a bunch of dudes that are like, I think I said this earlier, it's like when you create an expansion team on NBA 2K, so you're stuck with all like 76 overall guys, and it's like, it's. I mean, you look at their roster, they got Justice Wins- Winslow, Wayne Ellington, uh, Josh Rich- Richardson, they got Whiteside. Wayne Ellington's a guy I wouldn't mind the Bulls taking a chance on next year. Yeah. They're just, uh, they got James Johnson, who did not have a very good game against the Bulls, only played 17 minutes. Uh, just a bunch of guys that are, like, okay, that don't mm-hmm. really, don't really, uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they could put a trade package together and try to trade out of their bullshit, but I yeah. doubt it. I mean,. So. Who wants to pay $20 million for uh, Tyler Johnson? I mean, it's he, he can play for you. I mean, it's not like Ryan Anderson, who yeah, isn't I mean, even playing for any teams because he just can't get up and down the court. But Tyler Johnson is like... Uh, I mean, he's he's definitely a bench guy. He's not a starting... I mean, maybe he's like a starting uh, shooting guard on a team that has two or three... Superstars, mm-hmm. um, kind of the way that like Jason Williams was the starting point guard for uh, wasn't he like the starting point guard for the, the Lakers heat. or the, the heat, heat when they heat. won? Yeah. yeah, the Heat when they won in 05. So that was a fun team. Um, it was the Wayne Selden game against Miami Heat. He yeah, had 20 Wayne. points, um, six of ten field goal, four of six from the three point line, four of four from the line. And he also uh, dished out eight assists. He was getting a lot of love on Twitter after that game. Um, Sexy, smoky-eyed bastard. Yeah, he's uh, he's a decent player off the bench. I mean, I, I don't know what his ceiling is. I don't know if he's still going to be around next year. Yeah, um, so we do have the – I mean, he is a restricted free agent. So we can scoop him up um, or match any offer for him. So – being that I don't assume he's going to get an offer that high, especially since, like, 2016, I think teams are, like, starting to smarten up um, yeah. after they just gave out, like, what, $20 million a year contracts to, like, Luol Dang, who can barely even walk anymore. Yeah, there's – so, uh, 
I mean, I, I don't think he moves the needle that much, though. Like, no. You can find a Wayne Selden out there in the world. I wouldn't mind retaining him, though. I mean, if, if you, you can get him cheap, cheap yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, Laurie Marketing gobbled up 13 rebounds, had 14 points, an off night shooting, 4 of 15. Um, Zach Levine was out that game. Jabari Parker had zero points that game off the bench, but Bobby Portis had 26. Um, 10 of 17 from the field, 2 of 3 from the three point strike. Yeah, so I mean, good game for Bobby. He's, uh, it's, I mean, it's trade deadline week. So, I mean, Andy's playing for a contract. So, I mean, what do you do? Actually, let's talk about the next game. Oh, that we'll that talk. was also the Brandon Sampson game. Oh, yeah. He Sampson came, came in. The, yeah. Got his, made his NBA debut, played 11 minutes, scored five points, two of two shooting with a couple rebounds. Blake and he's a college buddy, right? Mm-hmm. So, again, a guy that, you know, probably isn't going to be on the team. All right, so then we, we, uh, we play Charlotte. Um, Laurie Markkinen put up 30-9. and nine. He was just a go-to guy. Um, in the, the in the fourth quarter, he was just lighting it up from kind of everywhere. He was only one of five from the three point line. Um, grabbed nine rebounds. There was a rebound that like was like a shared rebound that I think he got more of, but didn't get credited for it. But his double double streak is over. And Bobby Portis off the bench had thirty three points. What did he have? Twenty eight in the first half in like fifteen minutes or something. Yeah, and then uh, and then put five points up in the second. It's a very like blue all day half, type yeah. of game. Um, Shaq Harrison ten points off the bench. Um, we had Forrest a Felicio sighting. We had a Felicio sighting in the first quarter. Wow, that was pretty insane. So Felicio played twelve minutes, uh, four points, two of two from the field, and um, a monstrous two rebounds. And Brandon Sampson came back down to earth, played 13 minutes, went 0 for 2, 0 points, 1 rebound, 1 assist. So Yeah. Um, Chris Dunn, another bad game. Uh, do you think any teams are really going to want to take a chance at the trade deadline with him? I don't know. So reports are coming out that Chris Dunn, um, currently right now the Bulls are scouting um, young guys, so guys in the G League and veteran point guards that they could possibly bring in to challenge Chris Dunn for the starting spot. So basically maybe to motivate him um, or replace him if he's, if he's unmotivated. Um, they don't like the direction that they're going with Chris Dunn. I still think he's uh, I, I, I still think he's a, he has value as, as far as like Marcus Smart has value on the Celtics. You put him on a good team, you put him in Marcus Smart's position I think he he actually is better than Marcus Smart because um, offensively I think he has more of a game. Um, yeah, I think that his problem is not motivation. His problem is that he just doesn't have a whole lot of tools no. to score. Uh, and a, a lot of times what happens is he'll drive and then kind of gets like in no man's land where he doesn't really know what to do with it once he gets to the basket. When he drives, he gets tunnel vision. Yeah, he, he does he's not a great finisher and then And he doesn't he doesn't drive and kick very well. He can he can pass from the top of the key pretty well, but he is not a drive and kick. Um, so in that Charlotte game there was like two different times that Chris Dunn, um, and then one of the times was Chris Dunn and Bobby Portis, both basically ignored um Laurie Markinen, who was just standing 
I mean, this this was crunch time stuff. And they ignored Laurie Markkinen, who had zero people within 10 feet of him. So that was that was disheartening to see, especially when those three-pointers could have gotten them uh, in the game, barring he made it. Um, and there was nobody there that could have contested him. Yeah, you can almost guarantee that at least at least two or three times a game, you're going to watch Chris Dunn drive to the basket, get lost, and either get his shot blocked or he'll or turn Or shoot it up like a high-arcing shot that's going to brick off of the, the yeah. block. Yeah, give Laurie Market in the motherfucking ball. I mean, he was hot. He was hot fire at the end of that game. Um, I mean, basically just scoring at will, doing whatever the fuck he wanted. And they, they basically just ignored him when, once uh, crunch time. I mean, he was the one who was keeping, keeping them in the game towards the end. Here's a, here's a fun question. Who would you rather have right now, Chris Dunn or Trey Young? Trey Young. He is not having a great season. He has he really, is number three in the league in turnovers with four a game. Yeah, but look at his last several games. Yeah, he scored uh, twenty seven against Phoenix. So he's starting. It, it's just a I lot mean, of volume shooting. Like he shot. He went nine for twenty one. Scored twenty seven in his last game. Game before that went nine for twenty. He's starting to. I mean, from the looks of it, he's starting to hit the threes at a little bit better rate. Uh, but he's only shooting forty one percent from the floor and 30.6% from three. And he's shooting five a game, 5.5 a game. So unless he gets that figured out, it's going to be kind of a, I think it's going to be kind of a D'Angelo Russell situation where you bring him in, you have high expectations and it just doesn't work out. And he's going to be kind of bouncing around the league. I don't know about that. I I think the Hawks really like him as a cornerstone to their rebuild. Um, He kind of looks like speedy Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. So they've got that at least. I mean, if they want to create a, a Looney Tunes so deal there, if they want to create the Tune Squad. So speaking of Trey Young, uh, who you know a lot of people thought they should have ta- uh, should have taken Luka Doncic. There's a big trade in the NBA that kind of sets up the Mavericks to be one of the whitest teams for years to come. What do you think about the? Uh, <laughs> They, so I saw a tweet on Twitter that said, so Mark Cuban, you know, owner of the Dallas Mavericks, um, he's, the, he's the, the guy with the show, the Shark Tank guy. Uh, everybody knows Mark Cuban. I don't know why I'm trying to describe this motherfucker. <laughs> um, he, he's got a thing. So AAU basketball is where a bunch of guys are, like, meeting, playing together. Um, you know, there's a bunch of, like, AAU connections where, you know, people are afraid, like, they're going to try to, like team up again in the NBA and try to create super teams. Um, they also said it creates more individual basketball than, you know, all that. So he, Mark Cuban really fucking hates AAU basketball. And somebody said um, on Twitter that Mark Cuban hates AAU so much that he's creating his own super team of the Aryan race. <laughs> Do you think, um, so what what all went down in that trade? Let's let's try to put the pieces together here. So DeAndre Jordan and Dennis Smith Jr. as well as that fucking guy, guy Wesley Matthews are going to the New York Knicks. Kristaps um, Porzingis is going to Kristaps Porzingis is going to uh, Dallas Mavericks. So one thing that happened is now. Chris Porzingis isn't going to play this year. He plans to sign the qualifying offer because he's a restricted free agent. 
plans to sign the qualifying offer of like $9 million to play next year, which then makes him an unrestricted free agent the following year. So do you think he's already planning on bouncing from Dallas, or what the fuck's going on there? You're talking about Porzingis? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I think it's a good situation for him. It was kind of weird how that all went down. Like, I was at work. I got a notification on my phone from Yahoo Sports saying, Christoph Porzingis reportedly unhappy in... 3-6 Latvia. <laughs> He's uh, reportedly unhappy in New York. And then literally, like, 30 minutes later, Christoph Porzingis was traded. And he's been putting, like... You know, dark background with just text pictures on Instagram saying, like, it's not all what the reporters are saying. Um, stay woke, New York. Like, basically, like, trashing New York. Giving you implications that I don't, maybe New York is kind of a shitty situation. So, their big thing with New York is saying that they are basically a lock to get major free agents now that they basically are going to have a clean cap sheet. <laughs> They've been... Uh... They're saying they, Durant had, and Kyrie are coming to New York, and that's what's going to happen. They've had that idea for a very long time, and it like I mean, wasn't that one of the destinations for LeBron? For like pretty much every time there's a LeBron sweepstakes, yes, they clear out cap space, thinking that they're going to get LeBron, and then they don't. <laughs> like they're they're kind of like the the Bulls in that way, except they're just in a way worse situation roster wise. But they have the ego of like, yeah, stars are going to want to come play here in New York. DeAndre Jordan is going, so I, I thought maybe they would just buy him out and he would just go like back up DeMarcus Cousins for the Warriors or some bullshit. Um, he is suiting up today for the New York Knicks, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. That is really good for the tank for, for Bulls fans though. Because right now the Knicks are ahead of them in tankathon standings. Uh-huh. Um, so, I mean, DeAndre Jordan and Dennis Smith Jr., because Porzingis wasn't playing, so that is, I mean, a better situation this year for the Knicks as far as winning more games. So, better situation with the Bulls fans if this keeps up. Yeah, right now in the Tankathon standings, New York is number one at ten and forty-one. Then Phoenix is number two at eleven and forty-three. Cleveland is number three, and the Bulls are number four. They have twelve wins. Cleveland and Phoenix have eleven, and New York has ten. So. And then the next closest team is the Atlanta Hawks that have 17. So there's kind of a pretty big chasm. The bottom four teams are probably going to be the bottom four teams. It's just a matter of, you know, can, Where they, yeah, shit can the Knicks, Phoenix, and Cleveland win a couple more games? So the Bulls, yeah, the uh, Bulls have no more games against Cleveland. I think they have one more against the Suns and maybe a pair against the Knicks. Am I right? I'm not I think really that's sure. I think that sounds right. So those are kind of uh, must lose games if you want to get the top uh, or be in the top three. But uh, I don't know. We'll 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 see how it shakes out. It, it's again. It's literally the Bulls are at number four. It's literally a one point five percent difference. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Because so, so it's. The top three picks have a 14% chance. So it's not chance. the worst situation if you end up at four, but still, right. I, I, the top three is the highest. So, so yeah, we have a, uh, a Bulls fan that's going to come on our podcast in a little bit. He actually, a couple days before, he suggested this Knicks-Mavericks trade, which is how we got talking, which is why he's going to come on. Um, he's going to give us some more spicy predictions, I think. Um 
Yeah, so we'll talk about him in a little bit. But trades for the Bulls. Um, it is trade deadline week, uh, February 7th, which I believe is Thursday, is the trade deadline. Um, do, do you think the Bulls are moving anybody? Um, I don't know. We'll, 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 we'll see. It, it's not really in their character to make these giant trades like midseason. What, what do you do, do with Bobby? I'd like to re-sign him. Um, but you, like you said, there's a chance that he won't. Um, I mean, there's a chance he wants fourteen million dollars a year, and some asshole team is going to give it to him. Right. Um, so I mean, do you lose him for nothing, or do you trade him now, especially since he's been tearing it up the last? What's game? What's the most you would pay him? Play pay a back. Okay, so say we win the lottery and get. Zion Williamson. I mean, a lot of ifs there. Uh-huh. Like you said, eighty or eighty four percent chance, or eighty six percent chance we don't. Um, currently, right now, like eighty eight. Um, if we're sitting in the fourth place, um, yeah, no, it it sucks. Um, I think if we get Zion Williamson, he's gonna play the three for us. Obviously, I mean, we're not moving Laurie Markman or Wendell Carter. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bulls basically said that. They said they like anybody is up for grabs except for Laurie Markkinen and Wendell Carter Jr. Not up for grabs, but they'll listen to offers. Um, I think he's going to play the three, but he's also going to back up Laurie Markkinen and Wendell Carter at the four and five. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of that. That's pretty much all we really need um, in those big spots. Do we really need a you know a, a backup power forward who needs twenty five minutes to be effective? But the converse of that is, I mean, if there, we don't get him, which there's a big better, chance, bigger yeah. chance, and then you look at the other players that are up there towards the top of the uh, draft board, it's not, uh, it's not big men. I mean, right? It's mostly we don't, wings. We don't want to draft guards, regardless. I, I'm, what, what's, I mean, what do you think is the most you would want to pay Bobby Portis? I don't think fourteen million is that outrageous if. He's just going to be your rotational big, and you don't need to bring in another guy off the bench. You just have three big men. I'd give play. him twelve. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I don't think. I mean, it's a lot, especially a, when you're you're trying to clear cap. I mean, if you don't get, is there you know, a dumb team out there that's going to throw twenty at him because they see these big games? They that, see twenty eight points. I mean, 10 that, that's a possibility. And, I mean, like I said, I think teams are getting smarter. Um, they're not going to give Tyler Johnson, you know, twenty million dollars a year again. Is there a team out there that's roster is so shitty that they're looking at Bobby Portis and saying he's going to be our star? I mean, if the Knicks, man? if the Knicks strike out, they um, might. The Knicks might might go for him. Um, the, the Knicks are my go-to stupid team. Um, a bunch of dumbasses there. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're a poorly run franchise. And if I'm going to be so fucking mad if the Knicks win the lottery, get Zion Williamson. Get Kevin Durant, get Kyrie Irving. I'll eat my shoe, but Jesus Christ. I'm going to hold you to that. That is, a, that is a nightmare. Yeah. yeah that might be the worst situation possible. <laughs> just because you hate the Knicks? I mean, yeah, it's not even how much it I hate the like Knicks, the, but like the, that's, that's so fucking stupid that they're basically just clearing house. They're um, pushing out like you know a, a potential superstar in the making, Kristaps Porzingis. Um, who I like to call Dollar Bin Laurie Markkinen, because um, I truly do think Laurie Markkinen can be better than him. Um, fucking fight me. But 
I yeah, I think his numbers are definitely inflated because he played on the Knicks, which you see a lot. Um, like it, like yeah, he had Carmelo Anthony and Derrick Rose's first you know year first first year, um, and and then yeah you know had Melo and um, then he be pretty much became the sole guy in the Knicks for his next two years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I really see it would be annoying. It, it would be so fucking annoying. If that, like, their arrogance paid off. Like, if it actually worked out for them. I mean, especially if they get the number one pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. Jesus. So who would you rat... So, say the Bulls don't get the first overall pick. Who would you rather have? I like... I still like John Morant. Um, we reviewed him a couple weeks ago. I, I know we have... Okay, I know we need a wing. We, we definitely need a wing. Um, but if that's the case, then you go and get like a Danny Green or somebody like that who's not going to be too pricey. Um, and then you really just look to stockpile your bench with veteran assets. But um, I mean, who would you rather have win the lottery if not the Bulls? Oh, okay. That's a loaded question. Um, not Cleveland. I, I don't want them to get Zion. I, Phoenix would be a, a pretty dangerous team. With DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker... Um, and, Zion. and Zion Williamson, yeah, that would that, that's be... a dangerous fucking team. Zion would play his position at the four. DeAndre Ayton would be there, so DeAndre Ayton's defensive uh, deficiencies would be kind of masked there. Um, having Zion next to him, yeah, that, that's really fucking dangerous. Yeah, the Hawks could jump up. That would be kind of an interesting. Uh, that'd be interesting that'd be team. interesting. I I mean the Knicks I is the the biggest the Knicks and the Cavs are the biggest ones that I would hate to yeah to have that happen to, just because the the Cav like you see a lot of comparisons to Zion and LeBron. I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna fancy that, but if they got Zion, I really want to watch that. I really want to watch Zion against LeBron. Yeah. Just, I mean, those, that's like two unstoppable forces. I mean, we're going to get maybe. into each other. That would be a lot of fun to watch. So we're going to get a, probably a rookie Zion with a LeBron who's still capable. And then I think LeBron's going to start to falter a little bit. But Yeah. But that would be, yeah, that would be awesome. Um, do we want to bring on our guest? Yeah, let, let's do that. Yeah. Um, we're going to shut this down for a second and then come back with our guest. So, ba, 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 ba. You don't like me doing that, though. No, that's okay. annoying. All right. And we're back. Um, so, like I said, we got a guest. Um, this is uh, Briss the Bulls fan on Twitter, at Sensei Coke Chris. Um, likes to go by Christian, because that's his name. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, so you know, Christian, we got uh, Gary Calzone here and Ryan Graham. Um, kind of just doing our Bulls podcast. We thought we'd have you on because um, you made a you made a fun prediction. Um, we were just kind of talking about it. With it, I am the new Woj. Yeah, you are the new Woj. What was it like two days before you you were saying that the Dallas Mavericks? And two the, weeks, actually. Two weeks. Okay. I said it on January fifteenth. I remember when Damn. the whole Dennis uh, Smith Jr. thing came out, and I was like, they honestly should just trade him to New York. Yeah, because he's a big time. Uh, you know, he likes to show out to the crowd. So I think New York's a good setting for him and. Porzingis, you could always tell he didn't like New York just by some of his actions, especially the Phil Jackson thing with the exit meeting. So Yeah, kinda. so speaking of Phil Jackson and the New York Knicks, I remember um, a couple, what was it, two about a year and a half ago, Phil Jackson was still there, and they were heading into the draft. 
and they were doing draft interviews. They were bring, you know, bringing guys to New York, um, you know, giving them workouts. Then Phil Jackson was like trying to get Dennis Smith Jr. to eat yeah, like tentacle. raw tentacles or something like that. Yes, like just some weird. I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> Phil Jackson's pretty weird when it came to his stuff, man. I get, he like tried to look like deeper than basketball. I'm like. I don't know, man. I wouldn't want to play for you if you're trying to make me eat, like, octopus and stuff like that. All right. So we have this fun thing on this show where we have um, – so so actually, we, I've, I've got a program that kind of has, like, a polygraph thing. So I'm going to ask you a few questions just so we can kind of line it up so we make sure you're telling the truth on everything. All right? Gotcha. All right. Okay. Uh, what is your name? My name is Christian. Okay. Um, what is your favorite color? Uh, I honestly don't have a favorite color, but I mean, shit, it's like between red, black, and pink, honestly. Okay, okay. Um, it, it looks like we're, we're lining up pretty good. Um, now, tell us a lie. <laughs> a lie. So, my father used to play for the Chicago Bulls, actually. Okay. Um, actually, that, that actually looks like, looks like the truth. <laughs> Ah, damn. Yes, I am Michael Jordan's son. Not the gay one, though. The one. <laughs> who's the gay one? Oh, shit. No, that's Magic Johnson's son who's gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, AIDS, I guess, passes through the genes. Um, it's, uh, okay, so what is your social security number? Ah, damn, Credit man. card information? It's one, so it's one, two, three, four, five, <laughs> six, seven, eight, nine. Okay, that looks like it's the truth. All right. So, uh, okay, your Twitter name is at Sensei Coke Chris, right? Yes. What the fuck does that mean? Are you do you do a bunch of coke and teach karate or what? So you know what it was, man. Is I'm 23, turning 24, and in high school I graduated in 2013. Okay. So around like 2012. Uh, I was friends with a couple rappers and stuff like that. Typical high school stuff, you know. Yeah. Oh, we were. No, there, we, so. Yeah, no. We, we, uh, me and Ryan were, were rappers in college. <laughs> so <laughs> basically, what it was is that uh, everybody had like a rap name, and then uh, I used to go by Cocaine Chrisane, which is like a little joke because I'm Colombian. Okay. Right, for the coke. Yeah. You could have so, gone with like decaf coffee or something like that. True. True, but you know it was a rap sense, game. Sensei decaf. Typical. So people always came to me for advice and stuff like that, and I'm huge into anime, so I was like, hmm, Sensei Code Chris just came about, it was like randomly one day, okay. and it's stuck, it's been like six years now. Alright, alright, cool. So, Sensei, um, teach us a little bit, so talk about your prediction and let us know if you've got any other, any other bold predictions for the trade deadline. I wouldn't say bold predictions, but um, I definitely think that Kevin Love's name is going to be thrown around a lot within the next couple of days. Okay. I don't think that the Cavaliers, I think the Cavaliers paid him thinking that this team was going to be a lot better than they expected, but things aren't working out as they should. So, so it turns out his name's going David Nwaba is not the answer. <laughs> exactly. He should have just stayed in the Bulls, man. He should have just stayed in the Bulls. Yeah, so we're, we'll probably make the same mistake with, with Selden. Oh God, man! I was I was looking at his stats from last night. I didn't watch the game, but I was like seven points, and you paid only like thirty three minutes. I was like, come on, man! You got to do a little bit better than that. Yeah. So yeah, that after the twenty point game was pretty disappointing. He came down, you know, he came back down to earth. Um, mm-hmm. are, are the Bulls gonna make a move? I don't think we make a move. Typically, we're not known for that. Realistically, if we do, it's probably gonna be Robin Lopez and Jabari Parker. I don't think we're gonna trade like Bobby Porter's or anybody like that. So at most. If anything, I think Chris Dunn is attached to that Pelicans trade if it goes through. Okay, so 
are you pro Lonzo? I th- I am pro Lonzo because there's more to the there's more to basketball than just scoring and shooting. The, right. the guy's a great rebounder. He's obviously an amazing playmaker. We as we've seen, he's a good defender. Like I, I honestly think he's a he's very good defender. defensive place, player within his career. Yeah, he he's a so. he's very underrated as a defender. He wasn't known for that coming out of college, but I mean he's shown that he he can really guard. You know who else is underrated? Luke Walton as a defensive coach. Because if you look at what the Lakers are like what they were before LeBron came they were in the top 10 defenses for two seasons in a row if I'm correct so that motherfucker is getting the axe soon yes he is unfortunately it's not even his fault it's just that the way his system unfortunately he's getting like a Fred Hoiberg treatment in a sense he's given this amazing team that doesn't fit his system mm-hmm he needs a lot of shooting and stuff like that. Like, he's a pace and space type of guy. Like, he needs shooters all around the floor. Like, people are going to run up and down the court. And, unfortunately, don't have the best shooters. I think one of their best shooters is KCP or something like that, mm-hmm. from what I read a, a while ago. Yeah, Brandon so, Ingram hasn't even really panned out as the shooter that he was he was known to be. Yeah, I don't know, man. Brandon Ingram's a interesting case. Yeah, he, he finally had a really good game the other day, but, like, it wasn't off of threes. It was just off of driving to the basket, so... Yeah, but he only missed four shots doing that. So I'm like, if that's your bread and butter, you just make that work. Right. So uh, tell us about that trade. Uh, you said Chris Dunn might be attached to if the Pelicans make a trade with the Lakers. Um, what, what does that look like? I think Chris Dunn ends up on the Lakers if he is attached to that, though. Okay. Because they are going to need somebody so you, to back up Rondo. You don't think he goes to um, – you don't think he – you don't think he goes to the Pelicans, being that I think the Pelicans need more, and basically they would lose out on Lonzo if he goes to the Bulls. And they, I mean, they really like Lonzo, it. but Lonzo does not feel the same about them. He doesn't them. like them. Exactly. So I think at that point you want something at least. at least Because at least if you look at it, um, Dunn could back up Alfred Payton. People forget that the Pelicans have Alfred Payton. Mm-hmm. Alfred Payton's a mini Rondo, let's be honest. The guy can't really do much, but he could do a little bit of everything. Yeah, so. yeah I mean, he's, he's one of those guys that's going to put up like a 10-point, 11-assist, 9-rebound line on Exactly. Yeah. So it's not... I mean, plus, that's what he's meant for. He's not supposed to be the star point guard there. That's what Drew Holiday's for. Drew Holiday's supposed to be the star guard on that team. So Right, so, so you think Alfred Payton goes over... Or you, you think Alfred Payton stays, stays? I think he stays because I, I feel like they want to give that little duo a little bit more of a chance. And I think Chris Dunn actually becomes uh, like the backup point guard for the Lakers. Okay. So so what did the Pelicans get out of that? In in their best situation, it seems like they're coming around with some counter offers. Um, yeah, first of all... Like- Incredibly disrespectful. Yeah, for, like, for, you're offering Rondo and Michael Beasley. Yeah, Ron, Rondo, a guy that they basically didn't re-sign to have back. Mm-hmm. Who Anthony Davis got loved to play with. So I mean, he he's going to be pissed off if if Rondo's in that trade too, because I think part of it is he really wants to play with Rondo too. True. I mean, I don't know. Rondo just brings it out of everybody. Like, remember when Rondo was on. On, uh, on the Bulls that one season, and, like, we were, what, 2-0 against the number one seed Celtics? Right. Like, I don't know what it is, man. Like, he doesn't put on, like, huge, like, stats number-wise. Like, he's not going to score 30 points. He's not going to, like, do an incredibly rebounding game and stuff like that. But he's going to get, like, at least, like you said, like 10, 9, and 11. But his defense is going to show up. Right. So, uh, right now, we're watching... Um... Knicks Grizzlies right now. Um, the Knicks are so bad. The, the Knicks are terrible, but I'm watching Kevin Knox. So this is a follow-up to something that uh, I said that my wife said 
last week on our show that Denzel Valentine looks like a Zika virus baby. Um, Kevin Knox looks like a Zika virus baby, too. <laughs> oh, God. You know what's new? Those, those two look like Nick brothers. Maximal. Right. Oh, God. I don't, but I can, I can see that. <laughs> um, he, he also kind of looks like... Have you ever seen the movie uh, Hitch with Will Smith? Of course, that's a classic. So, you know when he, um, he has the allergic reaction... Oh God! He, he also kind of looks like that. <laughs> oh, that's great! That's great. So, what do you oh, God. what do you think the Bulls do with Bobby Portis? We're, I think we, you know, it's weird because after a performance like last night, kind of makes you like rethink, like, damn, what do we do with Bobby Portis? He's not going to be a starter for us. That's obvious. You know, it's Laurie Markkinen and uh, Wendell. That's who that's who are currently untouchable, according to. To uh, Zach Lowe because he talked about having everybody available in trade talks, but they're not actively shopping two. people like Zach Levine. They're basically just saying like, if you come to us with a good offer, we'll look at it. I mean, but like, do you have to make that public? I think that's pretty obvious within the NBA. Like, yeah. if you come to anybody with a good offer, they're gonna take it. So I think that's like I think it's just Zach Lowe doing Zach his Levine. job. Yeah. I think, yeah, but, you know, typically with these things, it's like somebody leaks it out within the organization. Yeah. So it's like somebody within that organization is probably not liking well, right. the whole Zach Levine and opposing, and beef, let's say. Yeah, oppos- or opposing. Opposing, opposing GMs, opposing GMs leak that out. That, that's my opinion. Um, I think opposing GMs leak that out to the media, um, kind of with the thought that the favor is going to be returned to them as well, um, you know, to be informed of, th- you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, what what would you guys take as an offer for Zach Levine? Honestly, for me, the only other player I would take over Zach Levine as of right now is if we include him in a trade for either Otto Porter Jr. or Bradley Beal, one of the two. Okay, we need uh, to get one of those two guys. I don't guys. know. I, I don't like know about Otto us. Porter. Um, Bradley Beal. We we talked about this what three four weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, how we we would probably take Bradley Beal, but I don't like. I I feel like for Bradley Beal, it would take more than just Zach Levine. Um, you would have to include a first round. I don't want to give up. Yeah, I don't want to give up assets for that. Otto Porter, that that's a massive monster contract right there. It is, but unfortunately, it's he's a player that fits what we need, though. Right, like a small forward who could do everything. Right, you know? but then, then we're then we got a big scoring hole. I think. Yeah, no, of course, yeah. So I, I, it's, I, I don't know. We got obviously it depends on who we draft as well. Right. Yeah. Everything's so iffy with the with what we could draft because we could draft number one with Zion Williamson, or we can draft another point guard. Um, after that, pretty much, it's just a bunch of wings. It's, it's, yeah, it's so just honestly, a crap like, shoot. The top, the top four picks that I think that we should look at between, like, if we go from one and four, John Morant, Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett, and maybe Cam Reddish. I'm not too sold on him yet. I don't know. Right. I've seen a little bit of his game, but I don't know. I feel like he... If anything, I feel like at best he'll be a bench player eventually in the NBA. I don't think he's going to be like an amazing player. Right. Yeah, it, it's tough with a guy like that. Um, basically, came in. Um, I mean, he's kind of getting overshadowed like Wendell Carter Jr. was on Duke um, because Marvin Bagley was there. But mm-hmm. at, at least Wendell Carter Jr. was efficient. It, he is. Cam, yeah, that's very you know, true. Cameron Reddish was was not is, is not playing efficient basketball right now. Yeah. yeah, but he's always but, uh, a net positive because Duke is really fucking good. I mean that's true, but then again, I was actually talking to one of my friends a little bit ago before joining you guys. 
uh, about Zion. What do you guys think Zion's like? What do you think he's gonna pan out? One of my friends brought up the, a good point. He's like, we've seen guys like Darren Johnson and stuff like that, like these guys who are amazing in college and can dunk and all this and that. But when they go to the NBA, at most they're in the dunk contest. They're not doing much. I, do you guys think there's a chance that that could happen? I think his game is so diverse that I don't think... I mean, he's not a one-dimensional dunker. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so his game is... I mean, he can defensive rebound. He can offensive rebound. We've seen him... I, I, I've watched him. So there was there was one play yesterday, just, in a, just as an example, where he was running in transition and basically Euro stepped right in for a really <laughs> sweet layup. <laughs> Joakim Noah... Uh, on our screen right now um, is why Ryan's laughing. But um, yeah, I, I think he's sort of like a combination between like Ben Simmons and LeBron, like that will be just kind of a unique player. But I also think like he is one torn ACL or like terrible knee injury away from like maybe not you know maybe not like because you take away his athleticism and yeah what do you have it's he's not a good shooter I mean you you still have a bully who I mean mean, he's in there too do you have Brandon Bass at that point you know but coming from somebody who's torn his ACL and gone through that recovery process playing basketball um, it's it's not the same. It's, right. You've, we've seen how long it's taken Derrick Rose to come back. Like, you know. Right. And he still doesn't have that explosive first step that he used to. Like, it's it's a lot, you know. So I've, Just to get that strength yeah. back into your knee, it's, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. I've watched Duke across the entire year because, I mean, if you're a Bulls fan, I mean, there's three guys right there that, um, I, I mean. I, that we're looking I, I, would, at. I would say there's a 50% chance we have a Duke guy on our team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again. Um, so basically, you got these two guys. I, I've been watching them over the course of the season. Zion Williamson has become a lot more comfortable with his jump shot. He's. I was gonna say I read that yesterday. He's getting a lot more comfortable. Apparently, right? Yeah. So you probably read my tweet. <laughs> it could have been that or Bleacher Report yeah. him on Twitter and that is all day. I mean, he he went like one for three from the three point line, but like I mean. He was he was comfortably shooting him with defenders on him. He was shooting him wide open. Um, he he's not afraid to take that like Ben Simmons is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's he's more of a LeBron in that sense where LeBron has never really been a great shooter, but he will he will take those shots. And is yeah, as far as um, people who you know have horrid knee injuries, um, one thing that I notice about them is um, the the types of guys that suffer that. Are guys like obviously like Zach Levine, Derrick Rose. Um, mm-hmm. If you notice one thing about their game, when they go to the basket and they come down hard, they always try to stick the landing. Zion Williamson falls down. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's great at falling. He does kind of that Shaq thing, where yeah, he'll like go onto his ass and kind of like keep his legs, you know. That he, is yeah, that is so important to preserve your knees. Like that, that it seems like such a minor thing. But trying to play hero and stick the landing just to look good, I mean that that's where you're gonna come down with those those knee injuries. Yeah, very true. Plus, also let's be honest, the guy has to drop weight. You you can't be 280 and that athletic in the NBA. He, I think he'd be doing the, the what second heaviest player next to Boban. I think he's heavier than Boban. Actually. No, I think Boban's in the 300s. 
Oh, is he? Yeah. Uh, okay. I know it was him and Boban in the top two. Yeah. But... So. Yes. I don't know, but that, that I mean, that's also part of it too. I mean, watch him in there in a scrum of like five, like four other guys in the paint fighting for an offensive rebound, and he's coming out, uh, you know, coming out on top. Um, not more often than not, but at a higher rate. Um, at a higher. How tall is this kid too? That's what I forget. He's, like, he's such a freak athlete. Like so, he's yeah, tall also. Isn't Dick he? Dick Vitale. Um, said seven seven or six seven and a half um but he i think he's listed at six six so i don't know who's telling the truth i don't know if i trust dickie v yeah but the guy's still a teenager too so yeah it's like he's gonna be like one of those cases where he's like he's six seven once he's done but it goes into the nba like six nine right and he's not a guy he's he's not a guy that um i mean he's had the camera on him for like four years now I mean, oh, yeah, basically, I, say, yeah. I mean, basically, like like LeBron in a sense, where LeBron had a camera on him at like age thirteen. Um, well, his yeah, he LeBron's, is not LeBron's high school games were broadcast on ESPN. Yeah, he is yeah. not a shithead. You you watch him talk in an interview; he was very eloquent. Like he is a very like level headed kid. Oh no, he's smart. He's definitely a smart kid. Like he knows how to speak and everything. And I like how he dodges the questions about the NBA. Have you guys seen those uh, lately? Yeah, where, where he's just like, yeah, I like the Knicks. I like the, I like the Bulls. I, I like I like them all. Like, can you imagine like being that kid in college where like everybody knows you're gonna be a top three pick? It's like, oh, come join my team. Come join my team. Like, right. No, I can't choose what team I join. It's like <laughs> unless you pull a Kobe Bryant and say you want to be traded somewhere. So. <laughs> So, yeah, so, I mean, what else you got? Like I said, we're, you're going to drive this. Um, whatever you want to talk about, time is yours. So, uh, what do you guys think about a coaching change? I was going to actually ask you this when you were talking about Luke Walton. What do you think about him? I think if we get Lonzo, uh, we should go after Luke Walton. I think just because of the fact that they know each other, like right. Lonzo knows how Luke likes his offense ran. And I think our team fits a little bit better the scheme that he wants to run mm-hmm. with like a sharpshooter like Laurie, Levine, Kashu. Yeah, and I, I think Le- hopefully Wendell develops that shot. Right. So. I, I think Levine. Um, if you watch Levine's jumper, he might have the prettiest jumper in the league. Uh, imagine. I don't know, man. Imagine Clay Thompson. Uh, that's that's a pretty jump shot too. It, it is. Clay Thompson's jumper though is like the. It, I think it's the most pure. But I'm I'm talking about is is like aesthetics. Oh, I, I, I think, think I think Levine. I mean, I mean, it's it's I think, very. I think he jumps too high. Probably, but I mean, when you're athletic like that, that's always been an issue. I remember reading about that. Like when you're a freak athlete like that, or you're incredibly strong, like it's gonna affect you somehow with your jump shot. Right. I. I but uh, imagine Levine learning to be more of a catch and shooter. So if if Levine had a guy like Zion inserted in there, or a guy like. Um, Lonzo Ball basically distributing. Imagine Levine being more of a catch and shoot guy. I, I think he would be so much more efficient from the three point line. I think that's a guy. Oh, I think that's a guy that can. Uh, he can be like a generational forty percent three point shooter. I, I see no oh, reason why sure. he can't for be. Sure. But he's carrying so much of the load as a scorer on the Bulls that when he mm-hmm. shoots the ball, he's so fucking tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the the guys are offense. Let's be honest, like I. He's right. He's he's gonna be the one with the ball in his hands majority of the time. I think going forward, and, then, and you have seen it more lately. I think Jim Boylan's finally coming around to this. Is when Laurie Markin is, is controlling the offense, and Zach Levine is able to be more efficient. I think 
I, I think it's nice Zach Levine not being the number one option. I don't think Zach Levine is meant to be a number one option. Right. I think at best Zach Levine is a third option. I, th- I think he's I think he's team. worth his contract. He definitely is. No, we got him for a steal. I think he might be worth a little bit more, honestly, mm-hmm. the way he's producing this year. Like, he's being double-teamed and all this and that because people know that he's going to be one of our main scorers. Right. I, I think and he just needs to... the guy's averaging, like, what, 23, 4, and 4? Yeah, I, I think he just needs to come off the ball a little more. I think I think even if he, you know, chopped his scoring average mm-hmm. a little bit to, like, 20, I, I mm-hmm. think that's ideally what he wants to be. Yeah, ideally, he's 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 more of an off-ball player. I don't think he should be running the offense, per se. Right. I don't think he's ever been that type of player. I think he's more of a scorer. Right. You know, just set screens for him, off-ball screens, all this and that. Yeah, that, that's one thing that we don't do is is set screens um, off-ball for guys like Laurie and, um, and Zach. I just I want Laurie to have the ball in his hands way more often than he does. Like right. Yesterday, yes, he had 30 points, but when's the last time he had 30 points? Seriously, I, I think I think he's built for scoring like twenty. I, I think he's built to score as much as Zach is. I honestly think Laurie could be a better scorer than Zach. I agree. I think Laurie. I think could he, he needs. I think he needs to. I think he needs to get tougher in the post. I've been saying this on Twitter a lot. I think he needs. He got to, blocked by Patrick Beverly. I think he Come needs. <laughs> Patrick Beverly is a very good defender. Don't get me wrong. He is. But I agree that he that's. Is, but the height difference. Right. I think he needs to have a summer with Kevin Garnett. I would love that, but I don't think Kevin Garnett would do that. No, if he was still in the Timberwolves, then maybe. But oh, of course. Well, we know. Can we talk about how nasty that team would have been if they did not trade for Jimmy Butler. Yeah, they they fucked up. Well, we know they, from that was a huge fuck up. We we know from Joe Kim Noah that uh, Kevin Garnett does not like Euro players. You remember that interview? No. Where he's talking about oh, how God, mean no. how mean Kevin Garnett is. And Kevin Garnett's a mean motherfucker. No, no, of course he hated rookies and he hated Euros. Remember the whole Honey Nut Cheerios thing with Carmelo. <laughs> He, he was, yeah, he was, I mean, he made people cry. I mean, Big Baby Davis's name <laughs> is because of Kevin Garnett. True. Very true. So we're talking about Zach. We're talking about Lowry. Kind of the odd man out is Chris Dunn. Where are you at with, with Dunn? Is the experiment over at this point? I think he is a backup point guard. That's... I, I don't think he's meant to be our starting i mean if he resigns with us for a good enough deal that's fine let me ask you something you're coming off the bench do you like i want to start him do you like john morant i love john morant i've seen some of his footage and stuff like that like it's the film on him and this kid the athleticism is off the charts with him the the athleticism and the passing vision is incredible i mean okay so seeing the scoring it's just he's He's amazing. That's, I think he might be like a Damian Lillard type player, to be honest. Right. So that's that's one thing. If we did trade for Lonzo, I think it would make less sense to draft John Morant, unfortunately. Um, but That's why I think that this trade might happen in the offseason. Right. I don't it, think it, the, it, Anthony uh, Davis trade happens this, this week. Uh, unless, I agree. Yeah. Uh, unless Anthony Davis... Um, I mean, it looks like they're talking a little more. It looks like Magic and Del Demps are, are doing a little more talking. But... I think if you draft John Morant, I would love to, in the offseason, I think Chris Dunn is, is up for a possible extension. Am I correct? Yeah, he's, he's a free agent this summer. Okay, if they draft John Morant, I say, you sit Chris Dunn, you say, 
you're still going to get a ton of time. Of we course, see you. I don't think John Morant's going to be able to defend this game. Yeah, we see you coming coming off the bench, basically, and you're still going to get a ton of time. You're going to get 25 to 30 minutes a game coming off the bench. Are you okay with that situation? Resign with us for 11 million dollars a year for four years. Give give him basically a Marcus Smart contract. Then you have John Morant, you know, obviously on a rookie deal. You have a backup point guard, and I think I think Chris Dunn could be the, one of the baddest motherfuckers coming off the bench. I think he's more oh, talented sure, offense. Sure. I think he's more talented offensively than Marcus Smart. And yeah, definitely. I, I think especially in the post. I think defensively, I think I think he's he's just as just as good. Yeah, if our team was better, he'd be getting a lot more like uh, media hype on his defense and stuff like that. But right, but right now I I, I don't like him. Like I mean, you could even basically in defensive situations or you know some crunch time situations move Zach to the three because you know assuming they draft John Morant, they're going to basically pick up a veteran uh, a veteran small forward. Um, I think that we should go after. Harrison Barnes, but not on a stupid deal. Right. I think Harrison Barnes would be good for I think that'd team, be nice. Especially if we end up getting Luke Walton. Is he is his, is his contract controlled in any way by the Mavericks, or is he unrestricted this offseason? He's an unrestricted free agent. Okay. What's a deal you would give Harrison Barnes? Probably 20 mil. Okay. With the way that I feel like he... 20 mil, yeah. I mean, we could, we could afford it if we drafted John Morant. Mm-hmm. But I think that's that's the thing though. It's like, what position are we gonna go after? Right. So I okay, so point guard or small forward. Like, right. Yeah. And then after that, free agencies. What depends for the other one? Yeah. So if you're basically in, I mean, you're in a situation where you have John Moran, Zach Levine, and Chris Dunn, and you want to stagger their guard minutes. Um, you can have all three of them on the court at the same time, basically just for for Chris's defense, and you can put Zach Levine over at the three. You could. You could. And I feel like Levine is athletic enough where you could obviously. Right. Yeah. So I, I feel like it'd be awesome. Actually, that would be a fast, a fast lineup that we could run. Yeah, I see. I mean, that's a lineup that should. I mean, theoretically, should be great in transition. Um, Mm -hmm. But looking at guys, you know, like that, I, I I mean, I think that's an ideal situation, and I, I don't think Chris Dunn should be turned off by not being a starting point guard. Because I don't know many teams that are going to trade for him that he's going to be a starting point guard. So sign it's a bad team. Yeah. So sign that sign that eleven million dollar year contract um, for four years or something like that. And I mean, just embrace your role as like a fucking dog. Now I have here the free agents for this summer. So we have Clay Thompson, Kemba Walker, Kyrie, Chris Stapps, KD, Kawhi. Tobias Harris, I I think that's an interesting name out there. Yeah, we, we talked the about Clippers that last are, week. Yeah, I don't think Ryan, you weren't as sold as on Tobias Harris, but I I, I love Tobias. Harris. I remember I remember. Uh, yeah, I was listening to the podcast. Uh, if we drafted Ja, to, Tobias Harris is the guy I'm throwing money at. I I mean the guys, the guy could score. He could post up a little bit. He could shoot. It's like sort of a better defender version of. Uh, Chunky butt, essentially, of uh, why am I blanking on his name? Jabari of Jabari, yeah. Oh God, like I can't wait to get Jabari out of this team. <laughs> um, that's a guy that uh, that's another guy that I would love to be a backup, but I, I just think there's just been so much, so many question marks that he's not going to sign a team friendly contract with the Bulls. Mm-hmm. 
But, you know, I would love if, I mean, if you surround him with a defender like Chris Dunn off the bench in a bench unit, that's a guy that can come and score like 18 points a game for you. I mean, he's, he's shown that this season. Uh, he's an awful defender, but, <laughs> I mean, if you look at his metrics, I, you know, his, his defense. He could play like a point, like a point forward off the bench type right. role. Yeah. Yeah, it, but, almost kind of like a Lou Williams deal, but from the power forward. Exactly. I think at best he he could be a six man, but I think it's that's the thing. Like, do we resign him or do we resign Bobby? I know those those are tough questions that I think are just currently in purgatory with whether or not we can get Zion. Because if yeah. you can get Zion, um, you basically stagger the three. Okay, so he'll start at the three, but then the rest of his minutes come at the four and the five. So say the Bulls get kind of dicked. And they're picking like third overall or you know fifth overall Fuck, or whatever. If you get dicked, you can pick seventh overall. Yeah, well, say so. They're not getting Zion. How much are you comfortable with uh, giving Bobby Portis? Like, what kind of contract are you looking at? If if you want, I mean, or maybe you Give don't us want. Numbers, yeah, yeah, like maybe you don't want Bobby Portis coming back. But I think at maybe. <sighs> Maybe fourteen million to be the rotational yeah, I was thinking big. That. I was thinking about fifteen. Million I, I like so. twelve. Twelve is my number. I think he, uh, yeah, but he'll get more than twelve in the market. I know. I think there's going to be a dumb team out there that looks at him as sort of like a Tobias Harris type of guy, just like a scorer. I think Brooklyn. And, I think if Brooklyn doesn't land somebody, they throw a lot of money at him. Yeah. Right. And that, that's a team, too, who just needs pieces like that, needs energy guys. Um, and they'll be relevant at, like, the 7th and 8th seed, almost kind of like the Bulls were. Um, but the Bulls really only had Jimmy Butler at the time. Um, they've just got a bunch of – they've got a bunch of just solid NBA players right now. Now, let's uh, – at point guard, let's say we do get Zion and then we don't end up getting Lonzo. Who? So let me see who's point guards are available. I know, I, I, I know Patrick Beverly. I mean, just because he's not from Chicago and all that, that's a name that's thrown out. But I don't want Chris Dunn being backed up by Patrick Beverly. Um, yeah, I, I think it's too much of the same. Would you guys throw money at like Terry Rozier, for example? Scary again, Terry? again, he's a restricted free agent. I, I think he does. I, I mean, I think offensively. Maybe a little better of a uh, distributor, but I, I think he's pretty much the same as Chris Dunn in that sense, but a worse defender. Uh, what about Ricky Rubio? Would you guys be okay with him? Yeah, I mean, he's been one name that they... I, I think some of the rumors... Uh, we talked about some of the rumors earlier um, that they're looking at veteran and G League point guards basically to come in and challenge Chris Dunn for his job. Ricky Rubio's mm-hmm. been one name that if the Jazz don't think they can make the playoffs, which right now they're they're very fringe... That's that's been yeah, one. The West is ridiculous this year. Yeah, that, that, that's tired. been one name that they've kind of thrown out as the Bulls like Ricky Rubio. So I could see them signing him in the off season. I, and, well, I, for how much? How much would you sign Ricky Rubio for? No more than ten. Yeah, that's kind of where I am. I, I say a, yeah, like I a two a two year like twenty million max. Yeah, a two year twenty to twenty two million dollar year contract is what I would do. I think I'm most pushing it if we're that desperate, 14, 15. Okay. 
but besides that, I wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, we we have the money if we don't get a superstar to basically give to those kind of guys. We're we're not getting a superstar. <laughs> I I we're definitely yeah, not. Yeah, our... that's a total Bulls move. Okay, what if to... we got what if we got Zion in the draft? Since free agency is after the draft, do you think that makes us more appealing? It does, but it's coaching and just front office. That's that's going to play a big factor in if people want to come to us. Because we could have the players, but if you don't have the right coach or the right management who's going to back you up. So, okay, other rumors is you've seen that the Bulls aren't as sold. The Bulls might not be as sold on Jim Boylan. Front office might be not be as sold as Jim Boylan as we thought. Mm-hmm. I, I was, I think, DMing you about that. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that? Do you, I mean, do you think they move away from Jim Boylan automatically in the offseason? I think you have to. Mm-hmm. I think at the fact that, what, in his first two weeks, the guy almost lost the entire team. Right. I think you have to. You can't. You can't let that slide. Which, which it, it, okay. To be to be totally fair to Jim, it looks like they're buying in a little more. But their defense is their defense actually like at the beginning, and it might have just be, been because Chris Dunn and uh, uh, Wendell Carter Jr. were playing, you know, in the starting lineup at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but their defense in the last couple weeks has just been dreadful. But in the first couple weeks of Jim Boylan, it was actually one of the be- better ones in the league. Yeah, but now now I think we're, we're scoring what, four or two more. Or something? I, I think we've gone like eleven games or something like that, um, scoring over a hundred. Which yeah, which, something we're matching a number from like the nineteen ninety Bulls, right? Where Jordan and them were there. I think yeah, I think it was like the ninety one Bulls or something, or like mm-hmm. maybe even late eighties. Something like that. We're matching like some. That's like good those yeah numbers, those seasons where Jordan was much. yeah it was those seasons where Jordan was scoring like thirty four a game. That just shows mm-hmm. you how much the NBA has changed. That up. Uh, Bottom four team can score as many points as a championship team in the nineties. And go ahead and break like the true. three point record in a game, or yeah. per season or whatever. Very true. So, uh, who would you guys like to see as coach? Then I've seen Stackhouse as a name. Um, I like Stackhouse. I see what I saw. What he did with that G League team, and he's he's, he's currently an assistant it. for the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. Um, or or is he a G League coach for the Grizzlies? I don't know. Let me look that up real quick. Um, geez, it's so weird seeing Wesley Matthews and uh, DeAndre Jordan play for the Knicks. Um, yeah, okay, so Stackhouse is a, is a guy yeah, that... assistant coach for the Grizzlies, yep. Yep, so Stackhouse is a guy... Oh, I'm looking right at him on the screen. <laughs> um, he's right there. So Stackhouse is a name I like. Um, Mark Jackson is a name I like. I, I think he goes... Very uncredited for what the Warriors are today. He developed that team. Right. And Steve Kerr just put the right system for them. That's what it is. Yeah, and even I think I think they could have won championships and still been close to the same team with Mark Jackson. See, I don't think so for the simple fact that Mark Jackson didn't think Draymond Green was a starter. Okay, yeah. And Draymond Green is like the main reason that they've won. To be to be totally honest, I think Curry and Thompson are the reason they've won. Just because it, it's two generational shooters that you've never seen before. That just happened to be on the same team. Yeah. I mean, they True. they killed it in the draft for a couple of years. But I mean, if you look at everything that Draymond Green does for that team, though. So the okay, passing, so the defense. Draymond might be the odd guy out. So he might not be on the the Warriors. Uh, in the future, do you think the Warriors suffer for it? 
Oh, I think they do. Okay. I think you you take a huge hit on defense. Okay. Because the Warriors have been a top five defense for the past I don't know how many years. I mean, Clay Thompson is a very good defender too. He's one of the better wing defenders in the league. He is, but it's not the same as having two top tier defenders and just having one. I mean, Kevin Durant's amazing at defense too, but he might be in New York. So. I hope New York strikes out. I know that's going to be the most annoying. We were talking about that earlier in the podcast. Like, if their arrogance gets rewarded, because it seems like every single year they have this idea that everyone's going to want to come to to New York. Like they have. I don't know why. I know. I'm not even that far from New York. I, it's yeah. Okay. So okay. So it's you're as exciting as people make it. You're sure. in. Are you in Connecticut? You said. I am in Connecticut. So, how are you born and raised there, or how are you a Bulls fan? So I am. I was born in New York, actually. Okay. Coincidentally. Uh, moved to Columbia, okay. that's where I'm from, and then moved to Connecticut. How am I a Bulls fan? So my older brother was a Bulls fan during the Jordan times, and he had the Jordan, like the Bulls flag and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And eventually, in high school, I wanted to get into basketball. Started watching it. Uh, turned on the game. Derrick Rose uh, just dropped like thirty something points during his MVP season, and I was like, damn, that's awesome. <laughs> That was a super you know what? fun team I'm gonna to watch. Follow this team. I'm right. going to follow this team. And then, coincidentally, I was like, my brother used to be a fan of them. So that's like a little connection there. Okay. So that's where my fandom started. Okay, so this kind of moves us into a, a, a fan uh, question. So so we got a fan question from um, from our friend Bard, who um, has been you know asking us some stuff. So he said, what would you sacrifice for a Bears Super Bowl? What about another Bulls championship? Firstborn um, child, left hand, a ball. Where do you rank Chicago sports personally? So I, I kind of answered the question on Twitter. I said, being that I'm a, about to be a father. Oh, I saw yeah, that. Being that I'm Congrats, about to be a, by the way. Thank you. Being a, I'm about to be a father of firstborn, I have a lot to think about. And then this fucker goes, um, he said, LOL. And I said, um, he's not even born yet. And I just bought the fucker two pairs of J's. Um, and he said... <laughs> Which pairs? Gotta have him go straight from birth to some new pussy. <laughs> so that's our fan comment of the week. But to answer the question, um, I, to answer the question, we do enough as Bulls fans as doing this podcast for our own, you know, our own free will pretty much every week. Um, that's what I'm giving to the Bulls to win another championship. Bears, you know, I'd love to see. But where do I rank Chicago sports personally? Bulls have always been my number one. I grew up basically being born into the Bulls game being on every other night. Um, the Bulls winning championships every other day. You, you know, so huge. I just grew up a huge fan of uh, Jordan. And then Rodman was my favorite player when I was a little kid because, you know, I was three and he had purple hair. <laughs> he was like yeah. a cartoon Unfortunately, character. Yeah. Unfortunately, I, wasn't, I didn't watch those Bulls, but... That's what YouTube is for. It's oh, YouTube yeah. Games. Hell yeah. Oh, God. I'm so jealous that I wasn't able to see this. And granted, I was like three, so I couldn't appreciate the actual like basketball element of it. But my dad basically says he couldn't watch the TV because my face would be... I, I would just stand in front of like the you know tiny little 90s TV mm-hmm. um, and just stand up right there. So Bulls first, Bears second, Cubs... Um, and then Blackhawks, uh, admittedly, more fair weather. When they're winning, I'll watch. Um, but hockey isn't my 
isn't my thing. Yeah, it's not mine either. Right. I'll watch it when it's on. I remember the only one hockey game that I saw was like Game Seven of the Maple Leafs versus Bruins because it went to like overtime a couple years ago, and that's it. That's it's, the most exciting. It's fun to watch, but I, I don't want to consistently do it when my team's not winning. Um, so mm-hmm. fair weather fan there, but I mean I won't root for any other team. Um, went to all three of their championship rallies, um, which, which was a ton of fun in Chicago. That's when I lived, you know, in, in Illinois. Um, Ryan, what about you? Where do you rank your Chicago sports? I know you're a Bears fan, but also a Vikings fan, so... Um, I would say, uh, Bulls, then Bears, and then I kind of don't give a shit about any any other sports. I don't really care about hockey, I don't really care about baseball. I'm more of like a, I'm more of an Iowa fan than, Okay. uh, you know... So, what about you? Uh, yeah, do you have any college allegiance? Are you a UConn fan since you're in Connecticut? Oh, huge UConn fan. Honestly, if for some reason we could, I would love to get Kemba Walker. So, okay, so yeah, you're, I was going to ask you that. Uh, probably, I mean, pretty young. I, you know, I was too to be paying attention to it. But were you a UConn fan when um, uh, Ben Gordon was there? No. Okay. Mm, I got into, realistically, man, I got into sports in high school. I was that middle schooler who just didn't care about anything. Okay. So, I mean, maybe like Kemba Walker days, then? Yeah, Kemba Walker, Shabazz Napier, Jeremy Lamb, those type of guys. Okay, cool. Do you think... Andre Drummond. Do you think having Kemba would take away from Lowry's development because Kemba's going to shoot so many times? Um, It probably would, honestly. I'm just saying I would love to see Kemba in the Bulls jersey because I'm a UConn fan. So, besides <laughs> mm-hmm. that, there's no true reasoning for me to want the guy on the team. He's not going to come to us, but... He would he would not fit on our team too well. I don't That's think. yeah. I right didn't on. think he was. He's not not a great fit for what the Bulls are trying to score. do. He, he needs to put up like twenty something shots, and that's going to take away shots from Lori. Yeah. yeah. So. so other other sports? What do you what do you like? You like any other Chicago teams? Uh, nah. I'm a Bulls fan, and then football. I'm a Falcons fan. Okay. So so who who do you got tonight for the Super Bowl? I mean, th- we're gonna publish Rams. this after. Okay, Rams. I have Rams because okay. fuck the Patriots. So okay, so when I, I mean, you said you weren't much of a sports fan uh, back then, but like when, so when I was a kid, when I was like, maybe what, like fourth, fifth grade, like Patriots were starting their dynasty basically, and after like the second or third time, I, you know, they were there, I could not stand the Patriots. I didn't want to see them there anymore. I hated Tom Brady. At this point, I'm like 25 years old, and Tom Brady is still there. He's like 42. At, at, at this point, like I just want to see him. See, I, I just want to see how long he can go. So at this point, unless it's the Bears, I'm probably just rooting for him to see basically how long this is gonna happen. Yeah, like I said, I'm a Falcons fan, so <laughs> I not be rooting for the Patriots. No, you won't. So go Rams. All right. <laughs> Also, I, I, I personally think the Bears would beat the Rams again um, if, if Cody Parkey didn't fuck up. So, I, I think the yeah, Bears. I, I think the Bears could. I, I think the Bears could be there. So fuck the Rams for me. Is he on Suicide Watch though? I don't know. He's like fucking going on the Today Show and doing a little media campaign. He's not going to be with the Bears next year. That's for sure. I mean, shit. 
I think even the defensive players were like pissed at him. Like everybody was. I would have been mad. I'm not even a Chicago Bears fan, and I was mad. <laughs> I see. Uh, do Do you know Akeem Hicks? Who's the he's yeah D lineman? I guess he was like on Instagram Live, and a little kid came up. Came up and was <laughs> like, "So uh, you guys should be in the Super Bowl, but Cody Parkey screwed up." <laughs> and then he just started and laughing his like, ass oh, off. Oh, oh, oh! He's like, "How do I delete that?" <laughs> oh wait, I'm alive. I can't. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> It was hysterical. Yeah, that's terrible, man. I'm sorry for any Bears fan that had to go through that. I know. It, it sucks. But anyways, that that's Chicago sports. Um, yeah, I think we're going to wrap this up, though. Thanks for, for coming on the podcast, man. No, nah, thanks for having me. Yeah, man. absolutely. I appreciate it. This was good. It was a good time. Hell yeah. All right, so signing off. We're the Bully Pulpit Podcast with at Sensei Cocaine Chris. Sensei Coke Chris. Yep, there Cocaine we go. Cocaine Cowboy. <laughs> All right. Have a good one, everybody. Yeah, you yeah, too. You too.